0: When scientists report a UFO near the North Pole Research Base, the Air Force sends a team under Captain Patrick Hendry to investigate what they find is a wrecked spaceship and a humanoid creature frozen in the ice. They bring their discovery back to the base, but they disagree over what to do with it. Meanwhile, the creature is accidentally thawed and begins wreaking havoc. This is 1951's The Thing from Another World. All right, so this is an adaptation of a a novella, which is like a 70-page story um, called Who Goes There, and it's so different and so similar at the same time. Man, this movie is, it's something. I wouldn't say it's it's (laughs) terrible. Um, I could honestly talk about two things to the entire episode. I could talk about the creature, and I could talk about the scene where they throw fire on it. For the entire episode, um, Jordan, <laughs> this is a very old movie. What are your just quick thoughts on this movie?
1: I mean, for me, uh, being in an old movie, it, if you watch old movies, you have to get used to sort of the dialogue change because they do the way you talk in movies and everything is completely different than what you, the way you hear audio in mm-hmm. talking in the movies now. Oh yeah, so that's one of the biggest adjustments I feel like you have to get
2: into. With this movie, Jared,
0: but,
2: yeah, um, we're not going to justify misogyny, so that's one thing we won't do here. Um,
1: what are you? Talking that's not even about? what I was talking about. For it, I'm just more of the pattern of speeches and stuff like that.
2: Yeah,
0: I didn't. Oh, did I miss some misogyny here?
2: Well, because they kept talking about, like, oh, the dame is here, or, oh, you're going to court the dame, like, in front of her face, and it's just like, you you know she's here, right? You know she's getting ready. I'm not going to get into that. Yeah, Uh, well, I mean, that's not why.
0: You're going to have to hate on all the James Bond movies, too, from the early days, so, like, I I was going to say,
2: yeah, you you love James
1: Bond, that's, you're going to dig yourself a rabbit hole if you want to go.
0: (laughs) that whole. that's just a product of the time that i'm just, you know it's not if it was made today sure it'd be roasted but and i'm not justifying it but it's like yeah it, it, some things you just kind of overlook as they happened 70 years ago almost you know
2: i mean i'm not gonna criticize this terrible boring movie it's not a bad okay it's not terrible i gotta enjoy parts it's of it in- oh no i mean yeah i the parts we're about to get into i enjoyed um with the um flaming man and the creature and uh some of the some of the uh, sound effects i thought were just extremely comical um mm-hmm. uh, to the point where it's just like i because i just got through watching uh, the new space jam movie right before i watched this. <laughs> i'm sorry and some of the sound effects in this movie were just like is this is this am i is this looney tunes again <laughs> Like some of the sound effects were comical, so um, I don't know, it was just, it, it was a movie. The first 40 minutes were kind of a bore, but then like after that, the rest of the movie was just like, all i yeah. right, right, I'm, I'm here, I'm here, I'm in it. So the story,
0: it literally, like the first page, it starts with an ice block at the base with an alien creature inside, and they're talking about what the hell do we do with this thing? The first 40 minutes of this movie, I feel like, is them going out in the ice, and not even that, like, they don't get the creature back to the base, frozen in ice, until like 40 minutes into the movie. It's like, man, the, the book just started. Um, This took its sweet time. Can we just talk about the thing, the creature?
2: Yeah, Let's talk about so, him.
0: So, I want to tell, like, obviously, we all know, well, Jordan, I think you have an idea. I know you haven't seen the 82 version, John Carpenter's version, but like... The creature in the novella and the 82 version and the 20, 2011 version is a creature that amorphous I don't even know how to describe it. It's, it, can, it. It can look like a human. It's like the game. It's an imposter pretty much, right? It's like Among Us almost. Um, this creature <laughs> was a giant man. With man plant, who was man made plant. of plant DNA, I guess. I don't know the way they try to justify it. He was just a large man who moved at a very comical pace. I um, mean, it really felt for me, he almost felt
1: like the old uh, Frankenstein monster, but they're like, oh, we have to go a different route because we can't use
0: Frankenstein. He felt like an old Star Trek monster. For like,
2: I mean, go ahead, Jerry. So, no, when I was, um, Watching, it, I actually had to pause it when he first like showed up on screen because I was like, "Am I watching the right movie? Is this Frankenstein or what?" <laughs> so no, I had to pause it. I was like, "Is this the right movie?" But then when I was reading, I was—they originally wanted to go with uh, the source material in terms of the creature, yeah—but they didn't have the money for it, so they were just like, "We can't afford this. Uh, let's just do a plant-like person."
1: And, and when if you read the end of Frankenstein, if you wanted to make a sequel to Frankenstein, this is a perfect place to set it since it was in like basically in the North Pole pretty much in the original Frankenstein
0: movie, yeah, I was just disappointed that this is I know they didn't have the budget to do what they wanted, but like the whole idea of the story is you don't know if one of your friends is is the creature or you don't know like in the in the novella. They even talk about like am am I like am I the monster and I don't know it like they don't know. And it's a it that's a whole theme like the theme that's present in every version of this is just gone. And now it's just a monster movie. I, yeah, just, I monster feel like monster the done week done movie here. <laughs> Would you say Oh I mean, yeah,
2: like monster of the I week. I said
1: monster week. of the week. This is a, like a perfect oh, yeah. just like Saturday night uh movie just monster of the week flick to pop on. Wow, you just it's, you? A, it's a it's a
0: Friday. Twilight Zone episode actually. It's kind of what it felt yeah. like.
2: Yeah. Um it was it was a movie that was made. It was a B-horror <laughs> movie. I think um it was well, actually no, I'm going to say C. It, I, night School was B. I enjoyed Night School. I enjoyed school. Night School too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I'll give Night School a B. B that's a B-horror movie. This felt like a C-horror movie. Like, like make it for TV, like you said, Twilight Zone episode. It was. Yeah. And the worst part about it, this movie was an hour and 26 minutes. It
0: felt longer. And 40
2: minutes of it was pointless.
0: It, uh, okay. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, it's not like terrible. I mean, I just, I'm skipping ahead. I I would not recommend it, but it wasn't like, oh my God, this is so shitty. It's more like, well, this is like something I I'm glad I watched I guess I'm never I'm never ever watching this movie again like I'm just never watching it and I'm because there's the better version exists and that's why um, can we talk about the scientist and dr. <laughs> dr. Carrington and how stupid this is one of those movies where it's like People complain about Prometheus when that came out because the scientists were just over there pushing buttons on an alien ship and stuff. This guy is okay. planting new monsters. Quite okay,
1: I, I have a comment there about it because people always rag on the scientists in these movies. But if you actually read like real life scientists throughout history, they do stupid stuff all the time. Get a chance, I'll even send you a link later on. To I'll give you an example: the demon core. It's basically a piece of uh, platinum, or not, uh, platonium. They had it just enough before it would be like, uh, to react as a nuclear bomb. And they were doing tests on it to see how much radiation leak would be in. And they were using a screwdriver to, uh, to make the two pieces get smaller or uh, closer together on it. And they had an accident and zapped like eight of them from radiation. So for me, when like, you ever read histories <laughs> of like scientists g- going through experiments and stuff, it's like, no. Scientists can be the stupidest people that you're like, come on. So you're saying this is
0: an accurate representation of scientists?
1: It's <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> I can believe it 100% because sometimes it's just like, wow, wh- what are I you mean, guys
0: thinking? It's not a very controlled setting. He, and he's like, growing <laughs> new monsters. I don't understand yeah. it. Jared, I feel like... What was your take at the end when he like he kind of like tries to foil their plan and he runs up to the monster and pleads escape? scare? I mean, no,
2: that's what I was. That's what I was about to. Uh, that was going to be my comment about him. Yeah, when he runs up and tries to reason with a monster, and that's one of the Rah. parts I was like, the sound effects uh, sounded like um like something from like Looney Tunes or like like I said, I watched Space Jam right before, so one of the sound effects when he hit him and whack him to the side it was like, bam, like smack or like biff yeah it's
0: just knocked him over. of the arm
2: old batman style fight <laughs> so and it was so so ridiculous and he like no monster who doesn't understand what we're saying or what we're doing please we're here to help why are you trying to talk to him in english he clearly he wouldn't know in english <laughs> yeah, yeah, why, why would he, he know english yeah. he admits <laughs> admit that the monster doesn't know what's going on or know what he's saying but yet he's still trying to talk to it and reason with it
0: so here's a question it's like
2: oh yeah hey this stove is hot if i know it is but if you're going to try to, my hand on it.
0: if you're going to try to reason with the monster who clearly doesn't speak english what would you do to try to communicate with him that like i'm peaceful i don't want to hurt you and hope he understands what you're doing what would you do uh
2: nothing nothing because <laughs> yeah. you know what Kill if it, I can't talk it. to him, I'm just. I, well, we'll get. Give into it space.
1: Insane. Give it its space. Just be like back up. I'm just like space.
2: Oh, oh, uh, <laughs> set a trap form that'll electrocute him to ashes. That's what I'll do. So, <laughs> this whole podcast, this
0: whole podcast is building up to one scene that we're going to talk about here in a little bit. But before we get there, I want to, I want to talk about how like I feel like movies back in the day. Felt the obligation to just throw a damsel in distress in there when there was never any need to have one. Although, I will say, in this movie, I did like her name, is Nikki Nicholson. In this movie, I liked her a lot, she was really cool, but she's not in the novella. Um, she's not in the 1982 version of this movie, like I mean, of the story. Don't have any
1: woman in the 1982 version? I don't
0: think there's a woman in the 82 version. I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't think so. It's been a, like a decade since I've seen it. I know in the 2011 version, there's a female scientist, but in this one, they they just throw her in there, and it's like, and she is, actually, I liked her character. She uh, kind of gives Captain Hendry the business, you know, and just kind of like messes with them and teases them and stuff. And she's got her own personality; and she's strong. But there's a point in this movie where they they thought she was pretty extendable. I mean, extendable. <laughs> Hold this pillow as I throw fire on this monster. It'll protect you. (laughs) And I was just like, how it-
1: I think it was supposed to be like a Nomex or a... uh, Not a Nomex. Asbestos blanket or something. Because they said it was a fire blanket.
0: What? I get that. But then he throws more fire on the monster and it... I agree. (laughs) That's crazy. Jared. Okay. Before we we talk about the scene, I want to say the first time the monster breaks down a door and stands in the hallway and looks in at them, I was kind of like, that's pretty terrifying. I'm not going to lie. This giant man looking in the hallway, it's pretty terrifying. But then the more you saw of him, it was like, okay, this is not so scary anymore. It's just a giant man. Um, Jared, I guess, do you have anything you want to say before we, we break down this, this fire scene?
2: Um, I do want to say, like I already talked about the sound effects. I thought that was really cool. Um, I mean, I'm not cool, but like comical, so it helped me enjoy the movie. Mm-hmm. But I also love when they found the spaceship in the ice. They were like touching it, and they were like using like a little uh, shaver that they used to shave like cheese with a grater, and it's grating parts of the spaceship off. Like when I was watching, that, I was like, uh, but yeah, this is like again, again. <laughs> this goes into dumb scientists. Like, well, why would you take a file to an alien spaceship and mm. try to Yeah, I mean, it, it just doesn't make sense.
1: Because they wanted to see what type of material
2: comes Yeah, Jordan, you're, you're trying to justify it. but it you, you not that's what you were asking, sense. what they were trying to do. No, no, I know what they were trying to do, but I'm just saying it doesn't make sense.
0: Um, okay, so, Jared, I want to ask you to, in a second, to break down their plan with the fire. Jordan I'm gonna ask you right now to explain the biology of the thing, the monster. Good luck. you're Okay. You want me to go first? Yep.
1: Okay. So basically, rather than an animal, this thing is a plant. Which that's the one thing though that got me is like this sort of does not make any sense for plant based. But yes, in that whatever alien planet that it comes from, rather than that Animals develop to be moving around and be aware of and everything. They are plants. Mm-hmm. And so the biology is completely different. Yet when you see it, still looks like a human. And uh, One of the parts, the fact that it's the plant, it doesn't have your typical organs. So guns
0: and stuff don't work
1: on it. So that's why they go the route of torching it.
0: And we learned you could plant dismembered parts of the monster... And feed it plasma from like human yeah. blood, blood, and blood, yeah, It blood. would start growing and multiplying. So yeah, there you go. There's that. That's a pretty. I mean, idea.
2: Then, then essentially this becomes Little Shop of Horrors in that case. So it's. Hmm. Like an amalgamation of movies. <laughs> I was like just Stein ready. Being yeah. Of horse. Yeah, I was just. I was, I was. expecting him to say, "Feed me, Seymour." In the very next scene. <laughs> 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 it's so ridiculous. But when it gets to the best part of the movie, um, everyone, all you got, you can YouTube this this part of the movie. Please YouTube or, it. I, I recommend. This is a high recommend. The YouTube of this scene is in the Hall of Fame. Um, Because I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Because like just that. Okay. So this thing is a plant, giant plant. It is inside a greenhouse. That's inside their base. Their thought is let's set it on fire while it's inside the greenhouse, inside the base that also they can't get out because they're trapped by a snowstorm. So already this is great. And hold this Great blanket, thinking. it'll protect you. Great thinking by everyone. So, you know if they do? They get buckets and buckets <laughs> of kerosene. <laughs> and they just start tossing it. <laughs> they start tossing kerosene on this giant thing. This plant. Then again, the, this is so much kerosene that's going to light on fire inside their base. Their base is going to burn down. But no, no, that doesn't happen. You know what happens? The worst scene ever of some someone or something being caught on fire. Or greatest um, scene. <laughs> he legitimately looked like a stuntman when they finally like got him on, when he finally caught fire. Uh, like one of those stuntmen that are in the fire suits that are like, all right, everybody, who wants to see the stuntman catch fire? And then they're like, all right, he's in the fire suit. Everybody ready? And then they just throw, like, fire on the guy. Yeah. Just fire, and he's running, arms swinging. Arms flailing, yeah. Arms flailing. It is so funny. And then he's just running through, and then, like, I guess the camera work, they take one, like, clip of him, like, running and swinging his arms, and they, like, it felt like they looped that same part <laughs> about, like, two more times. And it's just like, guys, it, it, we it's the same thing y'all just showed like and they just like looped it and it was so funny and then finally he approaches the window jumps through the window in the middle of the snowstorm and then just like scurries off on fire in the middle of the snowstorm <laughs> mm-hmm. still on fire and it's just hilarious so after he lands in the snow gets up runs off and you can still see him on fire it's hilarious
0: um it was highly dangerous i was worried for everybody Especially, especially that woman. Just hold this blanket <laughs> as I throw kerosene around this room and light it on fire. You, Orton, you have any thoughts before we move on? I just
1: i I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, and it was that's a fun scene. Sort of, basically how I took this movie is it's like just sit back, have fun, and like I said, Saturday night, just monster of the week movie, like
2: late night. The, I mean, your idea of fun is way different than mine because, again, the first forty minutes of the movie was almost useless. You
0: know what? The, you know what this movie felt like? It felt like it was a Mystery Science Theater three thousand movie that they would watch. Oh my god! Yeah, this yes. is the perfect movie yes.
2: for that. Yes, you were. I would actually they were, prefer okay. to
0: watch it that way, with them hosting yes, it. Um, okay, so a couple things before we move on. I felt like I want to talk about I want to talk about the newspaper I just want to bring up the newspaper reporter um, I had some thoughts on him but then I realized nah I don't okay never mind let's not bring him up <laughs> the Geiger counter I liked a lot actually the way it worked is like a tracker and um, it reminded me of aliens when they get the the alien tracker or whatever Mission detector and James Cameron came out and said he got the idea from this movie so there you go um <laughs> Uh, the Home Alone-esque trap that they set up in the generator room. They're like, let's just shock it to death. And they're like leading it. And it it's okay. So I want to set this up real quick. I'm going to mess it up, but I don't care. Um, The crew, it's like a last ditch attempt to get rid of this monster. They're all kind of like in the, in the generator room because the monster has disabled the heat or the generator. And so the heat is off and they're all going to freeze. So they go to this generator room and they realize they can lure it to them and set up a grid like these metal bars that it walks on. And they'll turn on the electricity and it'll shock them and it'll just keep it'll fry them to death in other words. So <laughs> when they do this though the monsters walking at such a pace they could have taken a nap. And woken up and been like, Okay, now he's on there. Like it was so now, the, not scary. The
2: best part about that is that they were commentating yes. every step he took. <laughs> They're just like, he's almost there. Not yet. He's coming closer. Oh, he has to be on the track. Okay, he's on the track. Wait a minute. He's almost there. Oh no, no. Wait a minute. I will say that was Okay, sm- he's almost there.
0: <laughs> that was a smart move to kick that board at him and make him hop over. Um
2: that was the smartest move of this entire movie. But you're yeah, right; they were commentating.
0: They were commentating. You need Mike Breen in there to kind of narrate it mate, and like spice it up a little bit, you know.
2: And he steps on the spot, and bang! <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: that would have been great. We need to like. Oh, that would have
2: been fantastic. <laughs> no, but that was so ridiculous. Uh, I mean, like I said, the last half of this movie was just comical. Hygiene. And I just like yeah, like you're in your hygiene. just just hygiene. they way so too casual
0: that. about it, though. Like they're not freaking <laughs> out at all. They're like, yeah, there's a monster loose. Hope it's not in this room. Like there's no <laughs> urgency. Um,
2: so yeah, that's why I can't wait till can't wait till we watch the next one. Oh yeah,
0: oh yeah. The pace at which they spoke to man, I love the way and how fast people talk to each other in these older movies. I don't know why. It's just the flow of it all. It's just really comforting. I don't know. Jordan, did, did you notice that at all?
2: Well, that's what he spoke oh, about at the That's what day. I spoke, Early was, on, spoke yeah. at and
0: started okay. out with.
1: Like, Come know, on, Ray. That's get what he started used with.
0: To. It was at the bottom of my notes. Calm down. Um, yeah, but I like it a lot. <laughs> he lived the there. show so, the
1: hilarious part that you referenced me. You're like, oh, so what would you think about it, Jordan? Um <laughs> Okay.
0: I just have to be no, that's what there. Let's go ahead and go to, well, last thing. No, we'll talk about it when we get there. Okay. Let's go to best scene. It's the fire scene, right? Yeah. Yeah. By far. Yeah. In fact, oh, I would yeah.
2: Actually, okay, so we so let's pick second best scene.
0: Um probably the end when they fry him and that guy's like oh, yeah, the scientist yeah, yeah. pleads <laughs> and all that stuff. <laughs> I mean, yes. what else is okay,
2: there? that's it. yeah, no, that's
0: it. In fact, I you know, we're going to talk about would you recommend this movie and I'm going to say no unless you're just want to go through all the versions of the thing, which is, unless you're listening to this podcast and you want to have, you know, know what the hell we're talking about. Yeah. But no, I would just watch that YouTube scene. Um, and that's no, about all you need to watch. Like
2: I said, that, that YouTube scene is, have is, a couple is of actually in watch
1: the holiday. Some of the, uh,
0: the highlights, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, the best line I have, holy cats. <laughs> why'd they say that like eight times in this movie holy cats was that a thing
1: back then maybe that was just a way to get around the rating system I don't know
0: I don't know if that's a phrase that people use I'm I'm
2: with I'm with with you on that one Ray I don't think that's a a
0: one character who said it it was like oh that's his thing but like three of them said it Um, MVP of the movie I have Margaret Sheridan, who played his, who played Miss Nikki Nils- Nicholson. I don't know. I thought she was the best part of the movie. I liked her character. Yeah, no. I, I
2: was going to go with her as well. Uh, Margaret Sheridan.
0: She's also very attractive. There's something about women in the 50s and 60s that's just beautiful. Yorton, um, you want You have a different nominees? I got nothing to disagree with those statements now. I was just like, huh? All right. Here's the controversial pick. The sixth man of this movie, I have one nominee, and it's The Heated Blanket.
1: The Heated
2: Blanket. (laughs) The Heated Blanket that
0: started everything. Some dude sees a man thawed out nice and puts a heated blanket on top and doesn't think, hey, I wonder if this is going to thaw him out. So without The Heated Blanket, this movie doesn't happen. I'm just saying. Any Um, nominees, y'all?
2: No, my sixth man is the um, stump man who played the burning uh, creature.
0: Okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one.
1: For me, I am just going to do it because I am completely and 100% biased. Text the radio operator guy. Because <laughs> that's what I did in the that's army. And I, I don't know why, but just a couple of his lines I enjoyed when he was trying to explain things or, or communicating and stuff. Yeah, and was I was sarcastic. like, ah. yeah, yeah. He's like, nope, I'm fine. Just. <laughs> In here, bunkered
0: down. I'm going to shout yeah. out the the medic. She had like two parts that lasted 30 seconds. Um, <laughs> any shout outs?
2: Uh, shout out the uh, doctor, the scientist who planted those uh, <laughs> plants. The <laughs>
0: expositional man?
2: Yes. Uh, okay, Jordan.
1: Uh, I'll get with the shoutouts. I was going to go the stuntman with the, stunt the shoutouts. Okay, just because I, I was like the, he's the highlight there, you know.
0: So our next category. A very scene there. Our next category is let's fix this movie, but I feel like John Carpenter did that, so we don't need to fix this movie.
2: <laughs> no, no, we'll, we'll we'll review the fixed version of it. I will say though, time.
0: it it does suck that they got rid of the idea that this creature can imitate others. That's the whole point of the story. And I know it's a budget thing, but maybe you, I feel like you get creative, find a way around it. I don't know. Um, do we have any questions, like, lo- over the logic or anything of this movie? Are we good?
2: Nah, I don't think we got into it already.
0: All right, quick trivia, real quick. The actual skeleton crew at the South Pole Telescope Station have a tradition every winter, where they watch this movie and the other two adaptations the very first night after the departure of the final plane of the season. So when that last plane leaves for the winter, they all they watch all versions of the thing. So that's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Um, James Arness, uh, who was that? Which actor? Which character was that? I think it was the main guy, the captain. Yeah, I
1: was always referred to him to the captain. Always, I don't remember he, his name.
0: He uh, reportedly regarded his role as so embarrassing that he didn't even attend the premiere. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I didn't even think he did that bad of a job. No, I thought
0: he was all right. Um, I'll be quick to next two. This Jared talked about how they plan on making a shapeshifter, but just didn't work out budget wise. Um, there was close ups of the thing, but they were removed because the makeup couldn't hold up to the close scrutiny. Um, but it kind of worked out because the further away, the scarier it was, I guess. Um,
2: yeah, that did. You work only out got one either.
1: good look at him, and that was when they opened the door into the. The uh, where the plant all the plants were, and the monsters like clawed at them, and then they quickly closed mm-hmm. the
0: door. Like, nope. <laughs> um. Directors Ridley Scott, and John Carpenter all cited the movie as key influential films in their life, uh, uh, influential film in their life. Um, <laughs> and then there's one right. Oh, hold up. Veteran stuntman Tom Steele replaced. I think James Arnest was the monster. Um, Veteran Stuntman replaced James Arness in the fire scene. He wore an asbestos suit with special fiberglass helmet and an oxygen supply underneath. He used one hundred percent oxygen uh one hundred percent oxygen supply, which was highly combustible. It was pure luck he didn't burn his lungs while breathing in this mixture.
2: That's so- what I'm thinking. I'm like, wow. <laughs> All right. Well yeah, definitely. Uh I moved him up uh already yeah, he's six man already said that. Yeah. So
0: he's
1: the star basically
0: now. So he was the <laughs> one that was embarrassed by the role, and I agree. Like everyone else was fine, but the monster, like, how do you, how do you act like that? <laughs> I don't even know. All right, let's get in Rotten Tomatoes. Let's have some fun here. Let's go to the Rotten Tomatoes game. Rotten Tomatoes, Rotten Tomatoes, it's the Rotten Tomatoes game. All right, so Jared, I think you won last time. Is that right? Uh, I think you No, did. I won. Oh, yeah. I'm a, whatever I say, it's going to be the opposite. So that's what I'm learning here. Jordan, I think you tied, too. Let me pull up the scoreboard real quick. Did I tie or did I go up? By no, no, no. One? I think, like, I, to... I have it saved. Hold on. Rotten Tomatoes game. It's in my Google Drive. The score for the year is 12 and 12. Okay. And, y'all, this is the biggest wild card of any movie we've ever seen. I don't I don't know. Like I was playing by myself and I was like, I don't know if if I give this a fourteen or an eighty nine. Like I don't know what to do here because it's all based on older views, you know? Um so Yorton, what's your pick and why? Um I'm going to go I'm gonna go for fifty five
1: on it. I'm actually gonna go surprisingly high given by Jared's look on it. Because I do know that it's a mix of old reviews and current reviews and everything, and I do know the lot. There's this gets brought up every now and then, so that's about it. Honestly, I have no idea, and it's a complete
0: shot in the dark. Yorton said fifty-five. Jared,
2: um, Yorton actually went lower than I was going to go. I'm surprised. Um, I just like, I mean, I have my thoughts on this movie. I have my feelings on this movie. Um, but again, most of the reviews for this movie came out around the time. And then other director, like like Spielberg and Scott, they find it like very influential. So I was going to go a little bit higher. I was, I was actually going to go for uh, the nice number. Um, 69. That's oh. The nice number.
0: <laughs> well, if, if you get this number right, I'm going to give you four extra points. Now, um, <laughs> this movie... Had a 73 audience score and an 86 rotten score. 86.
2: What the hell? This is movie's this? better than
0: movies that are labeled as like all-time classics. I just don't get it. I, I mean,
1: I wasn't bored with the movie. For me, yeah, I liked it. Never it. Would never thought it'd be that high.
0: You're right. So this is, but this is one of those things where it's like it's not. Like Rotten Tomatoes is like it's a percentage of how many people liked it and disliked it, right? It's not an average rating of this of the movie. Where, yeah, but that's kind of how it's usually pretty accurate when it comes to like if you use it as a rating of a movie. This is where it's very clear. It's like, yeah, I would not give this a a Rotten Tomato, but I would also not recommend it. You know, and so like enough people probably felt that way to where it bumped it up to eighty six. That's just my my guess here. It had a budget of one point three million. Man budgets I have, no have idea changed. Be, it made one point nine five million. I don't even understand if they made money here or lost. I don't know how it worked back then um but that's fun to look mm-hmm. at how how different the budgets were just seventy years ago um Roger ebert did <laughs> just it, 70 just years seventy ago. years ago <laughs> a hop skip in a seven decades um mm-hmm. this movie was not reviewed by Roger Ebert. So okay. I'm gonna ask you two questions here. Jared, would you recommend this movie?
2: Uh no, like I said, go watch the YouTube fire team.
0: Jordan, same thing? Yeah,
1: that's pretty much like I said a little bit earlier. Unless you just want to have like a fun, like stupid drinking party yeah. game or maybe watching with it, I can see
2: Actually, that. wait a minute, get extremely high and then watch this.
0: <laughs> I I have nothing to add. I agree one hundred percent. Now here's the real question. If you're going if you're doing what we're doing and you're like and you haven't seen any version of the thing would you watch this movie first or would you start with John Carpenter's
1: well i haven't seen John Carpenter's so it would be hard for me to judge jared
2: i would just watch John Carpenter's and call it a day
0: i agree i would watch John Carpenter's first it's weird cuz usually like in any I, i'm i'm a release order guy for almost anything marvel star wars but for this it's like just don't. Just stop. Just watch the the definitive version, which is John Carpenter's version. And if you want to go back and see what it was like in the fifties, have fun. But like your first exposure to the story should be the definitive version, which is John Carpenter's version, I think.
2: I would actually watch just instead of watching all three things, I would just watch John Carpenter's three different times. <laughs> well there you go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, it's it's rewatchable as hell. There's so many things to pick up on because, like, who, like, once you find that, once you know who who's an imposter and stuff, you're like, oh, and you start looking for clues of that. Um, not in our Hall of Fame. Pretty safe bet there. I'm guessing. I don't even have to ask you guys. Um, that's it, y'all. We just covered this movie as best we could. Um, any last words? Any parting words, Yorton?
1: Nothing really, it's just a mo- product movie of its time, I feel like, uh, with pacing and dialogue and stuff, and just the, the real standoff about it is the stunt scene with, in the, with the fire.
0: Where everyone should have died, including <laughs> the man on fire.
1: I do like how though later on the the guys were all like trying to patch up their arms from being
0: burnt and <laughs> all acting, that yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's a, in my head they weren't yeah exactly they were that that was actually <laughs> burns from them really messing up there. Jared any
0: parting words?
2: Um please please go watch the YouTube scene. <laughs> please I just I like I need you guys to watch that. If if you love love this podcast, hate this podcast, love our commentary, hate our commentary. I don't care. Watch that. Just scene. watch that scene. <laughs> um
0: man, I'm ex- I'm really excited to talk about John Carpenter's version of the thing. I haven't seen it in probably over a decade and I re- I just remember loving it. So, I'm hoping it holds up and by all accounts, everyone says it does. So I'm excited about it. And I get to watch it on an HD TV, which I don't think I've ever done before. So that's going to be really cool. I'm excited for Jordan. I'm excited because I know Jordan's not a big horror fan, but it, he likes smart horror. You know, like where. I don't know. Jordan, help me out here. I'm trying to find the words here.
1: I don't know. Just. Uh... Really, it's this horror that does doesn't follow the uh tropes I feel like of horror movies. Yeah. And so this might be a good one for me. We'll but see. yet you didn't like
0: hereditary.
1: No, I liked it, just didn't put in the Hall of Fame. There's a big difference between <laughs> <Jared>, the <that series>. two.
2: <laughs> you gotta let that go, buddy. <laughs> no, because fucking I Armageddon is still there. We all I still love that liked movie. the movie.
1: We... I had no problems really with the movie. I just wouldn't make it a Hall of Fame movie where it was like, "Yes, I would like to watch her that movie again and
0: again and again." Um, you're you liked Alien, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I think you like this movie then. That's fine. Oh yeah, if you like
2: Alien, yeah, you you'll love this one.
0: All right, y'all. Until next time. See you later.